There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 107.1. Hi, guys. Uh, it is my favorite time of year, Halloween season. gets to play the sound of humpback whales that is the ghosts yowling it's okay. in the system okay. that way oh i'm sure yeah come through <laughs> all right what are we getting spooky with today Don? today i'm going to tell you about some haunted places in minnesota that you can visit Ooh. and all of these people are open for business so i'm not going to talk about things where you can't go or you'd be trespassing yeah, no, that, okay we're not gonna that would do be that. rude okay so um if you didn't hear yesterday, the Lexington restaurant, my uh, my paranormal team, it's not mine, but I am on it. Twin my Cities, paranormal mine. team. Uh, Twin Cities Paranormal Society. We are doing two different nights, uh, Friday and Saturday. You can still get tickets to that. Uh, you can find that on our social media. Um, the Lexington restaurant in St. Paul. Okay, so this is haunted. We've been there four or five years in a row. It's haunted. Can I ask a question before you got involved? Like, did people know this? Because I, I, mm-hmm. I admit that I am not a, a huge follower of like what the different haunted locations mm-hmm. around the Twin Cities would be. Has this been known to be a haunted place over the years, or did they discover this and well, uh, relatively recently? Well, uh, it was a restaurant for a very long time, and then um, it kind of went into disrepair, yeah. and so new people bought it. And when they were, um, when they were updating it and renovating it there was weird stuff that was happening like you know the manager sitting there somebody would just wander in from the neighborhood and want to see what's going on yeah there's a woman in old garb like a big old hat she looks like she's from you know 1920s wow and she's like can i help you and it was like a solid person and then she disappeared. So creepy. <laughs> that's the one thing that I okay, know. Okay, so it's happened. been relatively recent, and since you've done this, mm-hmm. the uh, it's been so successful that they've had you come back again and again, again and again. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we get every time we've got, and and they start to know us. Like they will greet us. They will what? say on like, our recorders, like "Hi, Don," or like they'll talk about it, like, like. There's Tony or whatever. It's really kind of fun. And now we're able to say, okay, isn't it time we learn your name? You know, and? so we know the specific. Have you learned any names yet? I'm still trying to make it out. It's so faint and I've boosted it anyway. That's a whole separate story. But have you done any research on the location? Absolutely. Yes. And so uh, we have a librarian on our team and she loves doing this stuff. It was built in 1911 and it was built. It was a tea shop 
confectionery business, and a woman owned it. And then it turned into a drugstore in 1924, and it was a drugstore for a while, and then it became the Lexington. Hmm. So it's like two buildings were sort of combined into the Well, and I wonder if there was like a house there before. Um, Well, we can't find any permits or any evidence of this through library research, but the the people say that it was like apartments, like the upstairs for a while. So that's interesting, right? Yeah. That can bring a lot of people in. All right. So in addition to the Lexington, mm-hmm. what other places can I actually go in Minnesota to get haunted and spooky? Yes. If we don't get to all of them, they're actually on our uh, show links page. I have all of those on here. Um, the Anderson House Hotel in Wabasha. Mm, I have not been there. Okay. This is beautiful. It was built in 1856, and it is the longest running like hotel that has been open. It did. Um, it's right on the Mississippi River, and the people that owned it. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, boat captains stayed there, and they actually come through. Come through. Like a lot of the come EVPs that have um, some some paranormal teams have gotten have to do with like they can talk to a boat captain. So it's very interesting to be on the huh. river. Okay, these old towns on the river. Um, so that is, once again, the Anderson House Hotel in Wabasha. So speaking of on the river, do you have another one a little further down south on the river? A down hotel, perhaps? on the river. Known uh, as the St. James Hotel. Oh, um, I don't have that one on the list, but it is known to be haunted. I didn't experience anything when I went there. I will tell so, you, I was there. Mm-hmm. I went a number of years ago. I'm not going to bore you with the details. No, it's fine. But I was in a hallway. There's something in there. Okay. Also, they also have um, hair art. Oh, yeah. That was a thing for a while. Like, they would take deceased people's hair mm-hmm. and make it into, like... Put it in a locket. Well, yeah, but, like, these are actual, like, framed artwork. Yes. Where they would make designs mm-hmm. out of little curly cues of dead people's hair. Oh, wow. And I just remember walking down that hallway, like, I have to get out of this hallway because there's some stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it was the people's hair yeah. That was attached to the spirits or what? But that's another common one. Or yes, at least before I went down there, people have mentioned that. Absolutely. Yes, that it would be on the list there. Uh, what else you got? I uh, The Palmer House. This is probably the most famous oh, haunted yeah. uh, hotel in Minnesota. It's been on all the ghost hunter shows. They've all been there. And who's who's uh, hanging out over there? Oh, you have all kinds of people because it was like uh, people stayed there in rented rooms like to live. So you have people in there. Um, I think most notably, Nobel Prize winner Sinclair Lewis, he wrote about it in the novel Main Street. He called it something else, but he worked there as a teenager. So they have a big mural on the outside oh, interesting. of uh, the Palmer House in Sock Center. Um and oh the boyd house now this is a it's a house in boyd minnesota it was built in 1901 and uh the eckhart family moved there he was like he owned the general store he was the justice of the peace he was on the school board the fire department church board you know like the dude was you know one of the town leaders yeah uh sadly their two children passed away in the home they also both passed away in the home, and Minnie, the wife, they had her funeral in the living room. And you can rent this for an overnight stay. So this is more for people who are respectfully doing paranormal things. 
So if you're a team or if you're, Verse, you're interested in it. Versus all them disrespectful paranormal things. Oh, well, you know, you have to set rules because people, it's like, don't use a Ouija board in here. Do not try to get the spirits out. Like, they'll be disrespectful. So yeah. you have to. But this place is open for business. It's actually super affordable. So if you're a, you know. Oh, my God. I'm looking at the house. It's scaring the crap out of me. Mike wants to go. Can we do it? Can we do you it? You can do I it. I want to do it. Yeah, but I'm reading go. pictures it. of the different rooms. It's like basement. Cards have been pushed off the table. Oh. Parlor. Active room with equipment interaction. Library. Tranquil room with adult and child activity. Oh, yeah. No! Oh, yeah. I no! Mean, yeah. It's it's a great place that isn't going to break the bank. So, yeah, we should go as a show. Show trip, show trip. I'm going to drop trip, you kids show, off. Trip, I'm going to stay at the I'm hojo. coming in December, but oh. I'll right, go really? again with you nice. guys. All right, you guys go. Okay. And uh, you can call back to the studio, and I'll be here with protection and I went to college water. out that area. I know it really, really well. Oh, did you really? So, Where yeah. is Boyd, Minnesota? Uh, just north of Marshall. Oh, okay. Southwest Minnesota. And yeah. the thing about Boyd is that when the railroad was the main form of transportation. The town was a lot bigger, but then, you know, once railroad people weren't taking trains to get everywhere, it it's a lot yeah. smaller now. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we have the Thayer Hotel. That's in Annandale. And there was a fire. It burned to the ground, and then they just built the new hotel on top of the foundation. Actually, part of the town burned. It was a big fire. In 1894, several buildings were lost. Um, the thing about this that's interesting is that Al Capone used to rent out the entire third floor. He had uh, a bungalow. He had a hideout on Bungalow Island on Clearwater Lake. And whenever he wasn't able to go to the island, for whatever reason, he would just stay here at the at the Thayer. So the ghost of Al Capone and his gangsters are known to be showing up from time to time at the Thayer Hotel. So even ghosts travel Oh, sure. We don't know what they can do. So they can just like, I'm going to go they can go and hang Chicago, out in my... Can, yeah, they, I mean, All we right. don't know. They. The thing that is a misconception, I think, is that ghosts stay where they are, and they're just like, this is where I haunt, and you feel bad for them. Who knows? They could go back and forth. They could go to wor- whatever is that beyond. That sounds fun. I hope I get to travel when I'm dead. Totally, because <laughs> we can't <laughs> afford to do it now. Yeah, right? No. I get to go to all them places I haven't been yet. And then finally, the last one is in Rush City. It is the Grant House Hotel, and this is owned by a paranormal investigator. Oh. And she loves for people to come and stay. It is so beautiful in there. Uh, it, it it actually had a fire as well. And the owner, the reason why it's called the Grant House is because Ulysses S. Grant, his cousin, Russell Grant, built this hotel. Oh. So he has stayed there. Um, and he is president. He was president. Which one was he? Do you know? The what number? number? Yeah. Well, if Lincoln was 16, where was Grant in the mix? Probably about 19. Ooh, close. 18. 18? Good job. Well, I would have know. no idea if I didn't read it off my little paper. But anyway, those are all on our show links page, so you don't have to memorize them. Just go to mytalk1071.com, and you can find the links there. Thank you for that, Dawn. Yeah. And when we come back, ooh, Kim Zolciak and Croy <laughs> BNN are getting yelled at by a judge. Oh. And I'll tell you why when we come back right here on my... The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. We have to move on to something scarier than what we just talked about, which is the ongoing divorce between Krim, that is Kim and Kroger. Now, they can't seem to um, live apart. 
They can't seem to live together. What's going on now? Yeah, well, what's going on is that a judge has had enough of these two. I would like to remind you, last we spoke about Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman, who allegedly hate each other's guts, call the cops on each other regularly, are aggressive with one another, barricading themselves behind closed doors, stealing Mm. each other's phones, and otherwise acting like fools, uh, despite the fact that they're adults and have grown children. Um. They were accompanying each other on a trip to L.A. because Kim wanted to get some rejuvenation surgery done to a particular area of her body. And literally her estranged, angry, yelling uh, husband decided that he would accompany her on that trip. It seems odd. It seems very odd, especially when you realize, as the headlines told us this morning, that Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman just had their mansion split in half by a judge. What? Oh. Dis- what? No, this makes sense. Despite a Georgia judge uh, saying, or excuse me, despite the fact that the two of these, oh my God, Yahoo's. words are hard. I'm going to start over again. <laughs> despite the fact that these two finally listed their home for sale. Thank goodness. $6 million, by the way. I wonder if it's still on the market. Do you think anything's pending yet? Ooh, let's go see check, if it's active contingent. See if you can find it. But, um, they listed it for sale finally because they there was this fight to like not he wanted it to be sold she didn't blah 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 anyway a judge has now stepped in despite the fact that it was listed for sale he has jumped in and said look y'all are a mess and frankly i am going to split this house between the two of you so apparently croy got quote exclusive position and i just love that the justice system of the united states of america Mm -hmm. has had to stop what it's doing and look around there's a lot of other stuff going on right now a court has had to stop what it's doing in georgia and say croy you get exclusive possession and use of the master bedroom but the common areas uh are up for him and Kim Zolciak to share. No. Yeah. So he gets the bed. Do you know why he gets the bed? Because he has back injuries from the NFL and it's a $10,000 bed and he needs to sleep in the bed. And the court, a grown, these grown ass people had to have a judge tell them the following as an ad pops up and blocks my view that neither can enter the other person's awarded space without permission and commands both Zolciak and Bierman to, quote, (laughs) behave civilly toward each other, especially in front of their children. With the judge ruling, the pair must not engage in disparaging contact or communication and cease harassing, vilifying, assaulting, stalking, or otherwise harming each other Mm. neither parent can disparage the other i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. In the presence or earshot of minor children. I hope you two feel good about yourselves. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel good about it. Where's Meemaw? Where's their grown-ass selves? Right. 
I just, I feel so bad for these kids. This has been going on and on yeah. and on where they are now in a home where they don't feel safe. You know, they're either like they feel bad for their it's mom just, or their dad or they're being joke. pulled apart. It, this has stopped being reality show fodder. Like, hey, let's get a reality no. show and talk about how we're having drama. This is far beyond that. This is at the point where when they're calling the 911 on each other and behaving like complete fools. And yet, Don, and yet fully having sex, continuing to have sexual relations. We know this because they testified to this in court. Yeah. Or not in court, but in court documents. It was a test like, yeah, Because she's like, yeah, I'm still, I don't want to divorce him. We're still doing Well, he's it. like, he doesn't really want to divorce because we still have sex. And then he responds by saying, just because we have sex doesn't mean I don't want to get divorced. I'm like, yeah, because you're horny. And she, like, they have a, I don't even want to get into it, but it's obvious these two have a very unhealthy relationship. Yeah. Because if you can still fully have sex with each other. And and hate each other. And then in the daytime, call the cops on each other. Mm -mm. Like, you need to be separated more than just a big old piece of duct tape down the middle of the house. Also, how did he get possession of the, like, how does the judge decide that? What? Uh, I'm going to give Croy the the bedroom. Uh, he says he needs the bed for medical reasons, and he probably has that documented. He probably, he probably has his does. doctor yeah, right. signing off saying he needs this bed. This is just so petty. They have guest rooms petty. that have very comfortable beds, I'm sure. You know who's going to violate this first? Kim. Kim. She will prance through in some short shorts, and she's like, I need my wig. I just need my wig. Yeah, like, Let me in there. He's like, you also need your top. And she's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, get in here for... 15 yeah, now minutes. get out. Now get you. out of here. <laughs> Mike? Still very much for sale. Yeah, I what see is? that the. Oh, her wig. The house. No, the. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the house is for sale. Yep. Um, monthly, the estimate is 40000 That's your That's your mortgage payment. Yeah, because it's $6 million. Mm-hmm. And the HOA is three thirty two. That's nothing. That's $332. Yeah. A month? Yep. Oh, yeah, that's nothing. Um,. That I mean, is, that's nothing for something that they probably get a lot from, meaning use of a bunch of stuff. Like, they probably have a full-on, you know, country club, hmm. pool. Maybe it's just mowing the lawn. Uh, $382 a, golf a square foot. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they pay diff- a different price for that, though. Yeah, it probably says on that listing, though, it'll tell you. Because I've looked at homes and communities before, and usually in the listing it'll tell you if you have to have a membership, because a lot of times you don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Georgia works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, these fools, you two are grounded, and I need you, you know what the judge should have commanded them to do? Mm-hmm. Sit in front of a mirror and stare at yourself for 30 minutes each day. <gasps> I've had to do that before. Why? For uh, <laughs> Why did I say that? I don't know, but you did. Why did you have to do that? It was that? an experiment. For what? <laughs> to see if, just on a different show that I did, we wanted to see if we would get creeped out by our own face. And? <laughs> to stare into the mirror and just look at yourself. And? It's creepy. It looks creep like yourself? it starts to morph into something else. Did you do it? Yeah, I did it. And you survived? I survived, but it was kind of weird. Okay. Dawn. <laughs> Hi. When we come back, have you been reading Brittany's memoir? Dawn has, I mean, just this morning, though, because she got a greasy-ass copy in the mail. We'll talk about it. And the memoir that Brittany wrote when we return right here on My Talk 107.1. 
Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. Hello, thanks for joining us today. And all the news, all the rage is Britney Spears' book, which was released on Tuesday. A lot of people are done with it, including my partner here, Bradley. I'm Trainer. not done with it totally. I've oh, still got not? about an hour to go. I, oh. I kind of stopped. Wow. I know, girl, you don't want to have migraine. But look, we're all thinking hard about your book and all the things you've said. I just was like, I started again this morning and then I got sidetracked because I don't know if you know this. um, The morning show had an issue and we were loosely connected to that issue. (laughs) By that, I mean almost thrown under the bus. So I got distracted. But that said, I'm very close to finishing. And I will say the last chunk of this memoir is where the good stuff is. Oh, okay. Unsurprisingly, why? Because it's contemporary contemporaneous to a Mm. lot of the stories we talk about related to Britney on this show well I just started the audiobook it's about time read by Michelle Williams Um, (laughs) but tell people why well you can go to my Instagram and see visually what I received in the mail it's so vile okay what happened I hate to be picky or bitchy but we I like to take the cover off a hardcover book when I read it so it maintains its integrity and put it up on the shelf so that if anything happens, I can put the cover back on and it's not messed up. Oh, God, you're so thoughtful. You know, so um, I get this book and there is some greasy, not just finger, I don't know what it is. It's like It looks like greasy. a booger stain. Or like a grease stain, it's like a somebody thing. wiped Vaseline on their lips or something, and then and then touched the book, the book and, and packaged it. But like I don't know what they were touching before to get their grimy hands on it across, smeared across her face, kind of, and then it's a big splotch right across the front of the cover. You know what you should do is take that video and post it to the Amazon review thing. You know how you can post like a picture of your like the thing you got and be like, what is this oh, yeah. Amazon? Anyway, are you going to return it? Uh, it's being returned as we speak. Oh, good, My good, good, good. But you, boyfriend. you broke down and decided to like, get the I am audiobook. tired of this. I, I finally wait to get the book in the mail. It comes a day later, which okay, fine. But everybody was like mostly done, and I feel left it's a quick out. Read. So I'm like, okay, this is going back, and I'm downloading the the book today. And uh, I will say that I. You're hearing like her family history at this point. That's what I'm listening to. Yeah. And it's so Early interesting. It's because in my mind, Britney Spears family, because of all the bad things we heard about her or, or just like them in the past, Kentwood, Louisiana, you know, you just think, okay, these people were just, you know, live in a country Cajun life or yeah. whatever. Backwoods. Yeah. They're it not seems real small town. Hickish, yeah, like they're hicks, and they're they got a hold of uh, something that could make them money, and then they weren't responsible enough to not treat their daughter like a product, which still could be true. But it is interesting to learn about. I like that she's detailing. First of all, I did not know that her. She just plainly says, like, my dad is an alcoholic. He when he was drinking, he was mean, and I was afraid to be at home. You know, and and I didn't know that that was really coming. And then the history of her grandparents and how it was like you talked about about this yesterday with Chris Stedman, how she is gives her dad some grace and saying he is this way because his father was also. And then the history of how he treated women was like, whoa, 
But as you read, right, like she doesn't write accusatorily or I know these are all negative things, right? Like there, anybody who has grown up in a dysfunctional family home, whether it's alcohol, drugs or, you know, umpteen other reasons, she doesn't write it bitterly. Like there are points where she gets bitter in the book, but sure. the, but of her childhood, despite these things which she is aware are problematic and unhealthy and have led to a lot of issues in her life she still presents it in a way that's like you know my dad was terrible but he was treated terribly by his dad who oh by the way and so she has an awareness i think foundation which is no small thing right for us for those of us who've maybe been through a a therapy session uh or a 12-step meeting before like who've done some reflective work. Mm -hmm. This just seems like obvious, but I think for, uh, you know, most people don't do that in their lives. And so for her to be able to express her family of origin in a Mm -hmm. way that doesn't seem as terribly judgmental or blamey as she could be, Mm -hmm. I thought that was, uh, that was interesting because I I didn't think she would come across as that empathetic to her family. Now that will change. Right. Rightly, once the conservatorship comes up, because her dad, I mean, she despises him for that. Yeah. Even though she does not blame him for his alcoholism or blame him for the way he was treated as a child. It's Mm -hmm. like it's 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 a maturity that I don't think people ascribe to Britney Spears very often. So it was it was enlightening for me. It was it is to me, too, just that she's laying the foundation of how this this rocky foundation the reason why it's rocky and there isn't a strong foundation for her is because of all this stuff that isn't their fault but then again you also realize that you do have a choice to have your own life and change things when you see that you're following in a pattern that is abusive or like you're you are mentally capable of changing these things and realizing Mm -hmm. how much damage you're doing to your daughter uh and you know right now i'm Michelle Williams is, you've talked about how it's like she has, there are little bits of her voice that are like Britney. Michelle Williams is the one who narrates the audiobook. Sorry, I just wanted to, for the listener who hasn't heard it. Yes, yes, yes. So, and we thought that was like, oh, what a interesting choice, you know? And I will say, all of the talk about like, even that we did, like Britney can't read her own book because she's not, we, we don't think she's mentally capable of doing that. Brittany has the prologue and she says this was a this writing this book was scary. It was sad, emotional. It was joyful. And because of all those emotions, I'm not going to be able to read this. So I'm going to let Michelle Williams do it. And I'm like, that answer is perfect. Yeah. She doesn't want to slow down the process or be emotionally charged again. She shouldn't have to, you know, do that. She just did it. So. I respect that, uh, and I think Michelle's doing a wonderful job. Yeah, I, I hope we get some like behind the scenes. Just as a person who likes to see how the sausage is made, I'd be curious how she was selected. Was it Britney's decision? Like Simon and Schuster, how did that all go down? I mean, she's certainly not the first celebrity to read uh, or narrate an audio book, but so she's obviously. I I would imagine she's done this before. That said, I would still be curious to hear what the story was and then also how she approached it. Like, did she approach it as an actress? Did she approach it as 
just what it is, reading words off a page. That's that's a curiosity I would mm-hmm. have. I wonder if she got a chance to sit down with Brittany mm-hmm. and maybe even Something have like a discussion, no, but, like but an that hour. Would be fascinating. Because for me, if I were doing that, I would want to sit with the person and say, tell me things about this book, areas that you feel like my attention should be here or there or how I should, you know, how you would like me to come across as you, you know, but not you. So that I wish that would happen just because I would be really interested in that whole process. Um, I also, speaking of the woman in me, Brittany's memoir, which is now out. And if you're not reading it, but you're the least bit fascinated, please do. There is, oh, what was I going to say? There was a comment I was going to make about how just incredibly it's weird because as you're reading it, I find myself talking back to her like, but didn't you see this or don't, what do you feel about this? But Mm. yet, so there's like, mm, I don't know how to describe it. There was just footnotes. There's a conversation I was having with her and I was not expecting that I would. Does that make sense? No, yeah, not really. Absolutely. Yeah. You didn't re you didn't know that there would be so much depth to it that you wanted more. Give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me, give me, me, give me more, more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. About the memoir. Other things that you're looking forward to reading uh or getting to. Uh I would say I am interested in everything that happened after she broke up. With Justin Timberlake, or they broke up from each other. Like I understand, like I know that it's coming, all the cheating allegations and and their history. But after that, and how when people who are around her see an opportunity to control her, like now she's acting. We've got to get a hold of this, and now we can seize control of her. That is what I also, want to know. It truly is, and should be. I know the world is so. I can't even choose the word right now. There's so much going on. We are so surrounded by things that deserve attention. But as I read this book or listened to this book, I kept thinking, where are the police? <laughs> where, oh, yeah. Where is the, not really the li- literal police, but like where is the justice system for Britney Spears? In that, Lou Taylor, that is the head of, the management talent company that Brittany uh, was under the thumb of during the conservatorship mm-hmm. with the aid and abetting of her dad. Like they controlled everything and they have not been held accountable for the things that she alleges. I know. And her dad most certainly has not been held accountable. He literally, it is, it is not a uh, over. It, how can I put this? She truly was being held captive and in a cult, essentially. She says it at one point, like, I knew at that moment I was in a cult because her father essentially had told her, I'm you now. Yeah. So you have not Britney Spears. I am Britney Spears. You have nothing to like. She wanted to stay home from an AA meeting one night and her father would not let her. She wanted to stay home, pop popcorn and watch a movie with her kids. Her father would not let her now. You might say, well, because he just wants to make sure she goes to her meeting. Two things. As somebody who knows a thing or two about AA meetings. 
She has never identified as an alcoholic no. or a drug addict, no, to my knowledge, and does not in this book. Yet she was forced to, also a thing or two I know about AA meetings, nobody should be forced to go to an AA meeting. I know there are court-ordered AA meetings. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. As a general rule, you if you have to force someone to go, it's not working, and therefore that's not how it works. So I'm saying it was all about control and not about yeah. helping Brittany. And the fact that she still has to justify why she, you know what I'm saying? Like, she feels like she owes us all an explanation about, you know, why she wasn't perfect. When it's like, no, it's not that you weren't perfect. It's that you were being held captive, essentially, by your dad for 14 uh-huh. years. And those people are still walking free. I can't believe this. I just looked up, is there a current, like, court case against Lou Taylor? You know, I don't know if she is being held accountable. I mean, allegedly her attorney has been working on a case, but I don't know where that is in the grand scheme of things. And also what we know is that the conservatorship is not truly, to, totally, completely over yet. I just feel like there's a lot of culpability here that I hope there will be a second act and the people that did what they did to her will be held accountable because that should never... I mean, if it can happen to Brittany, one of the most successful, talented privileged people Mm -hmm. think about all of the people who don't have britney's resources or power right like yeah that it could happen to yes yes with and with no attention whatsoever oh gosh well the good thing about this book is that it is bringing all of these things to light so that hopefully there'll be a public outcry that some of these people will be held accountable i hope that happens let's do it yeah all right when we come back you want to talk about Tori Spelling? Uh-huh, I do. I have some things to say. <sighs> She's on the hunt for a new house. I know. It's making your eyes roll. It's making our eyes roll, too. We'll tell you why when we come back right here on... Jerry Ray. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. And a special guest, Tori Spelling. This hour. Oh, no. We don't have Tori Spelling as a special guest. Do we know how she sounds, by the way? Because uh, I was going to do an yes, impression. but we I do. It's very... Um, nondescript, I would say. It's just really... Um, Kind of okay, I'm going to cook this, and I don't know what I'm doing. But you have to do it from the side face, because yeah, every like, video of hers okay. is from the side. Hey, guys. Hey. And she waves like this really, really fast. Thank you. And she has a <laughs> lot of little, she doesn't complete a full sentence. She stops in between and adds stuff. Well, that's because she's very much in a hurry. Oh. Why? I don't know. But the Daily Mail and Page Six and others caught up with her, a.k.a. she called them. Uh, as she reportedly has moved out of that sprawling 18,000, by the way, it was not sprawling. It was like a normal rambler, but it's in Hidden Hills. Mm -hmm. That sprawling $18,000 a month rental that we just talked about earlier this week. Mm -hmm. Well, the Daily Mail caught up and found that movers were already taking boxes out of that house. And she has been hanging out at open houses. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I get real excited. I, I, I'm just looking at pictures of her outfit. Yeah. Now, I believe that women should wear <laughs> women. anything oh, we they want at any age. Let's not restrict people and say, oh. for your age, you need to dress for your age. I didn't know where we were going, but now That's I do. That's not it. Just yeah. briefly, I need to discuss this. Women who are 50. I'm 50. I know this because I am 50. I just turned 50 this year. 
we want we want to look cute. I don't want to tell have somebody tell me don't wear what a twenty year old wears, but we also want to be comfortable and have practical clothes. Her jeans that are from the insane cl- clown posse from nineteen ninety nine. I'm not sure what the look is though. Are that those are uncomfortable? They're low slinging. She's tripping on them, and they're not practical. And I think that her main concern is not finding a house. I like that you're being so ginger. Just I'm say trying, you hate her outfit. And I it's hate not, her outfit. It's and not it's flattering. Not because, it's not because, you know, don't wear that because you're 50. It's not practical. Yeah, no, I don't think you need to caveat it. I think it's just, it's not, it, it's not. It it's, looks ridiculous. It, But I'm over here. So, yes, I want to acknowledge where you're at with the story. But I'm over here going like, where, what are we doing? This woman is constantly house shopping. She has been in like four houses over the last, what, six months or four things? Because hotel, <laughs> between the, it's a combo platter. First, hotels, the other rental motels. Got mold. Well, well, yeah, first started with, we started the year with the moldy house. Which we didn't know was, which a, was rental. a rental. Because oh, okay. I'm like, okay, so there's a rent, go get another rental. You're, yeah. You have money. Apparently enough money to get an $18,000 a month rental, but we'll get there. So starts at the moldy house, then she's in a hotel, and then she's in a motel, and then she's in a camper down by the river, a.k.a. on the beach. Mm -hmm. And then we didn't know where she was. But we saw her at the hospital. So she's been at lived at the hospital. Oh, there's six things. Then she pops up. We only knew this at some house. We didn't know where or that it was a rental until later, but come to find out because there was a guy with a weapon. Uh, an assault rifle. Yeah, so like there was this weird incident, uh, scary incident, where a guy had to be arrested who was like running around with a automatic rifle or something. So then we find out that that was a rental home, and now, and now, and now, she's looking for... She was at uh, taking... Uh, Open houses in Calabasas. Is that where she was? Yeah, somewhere in, I think it was in Calabasas, somewhere in LA or surrounding areas. I guess Calabasas is in LA, but um, in that Southern California, she had been in, I thought it was Hidden Hills, but I think it was Woodland Hills, some kind of hills in California. And then she was looking at home. So I'm just saying, where are we going? Like, what is the end game here? Is she just a vagabond or just constantly looking for attention? I mean, she's going to a concert in 1997. That's what she's doing. She's going traipsing through the neighborhood. You're still stuck on her. I outfit. just can't. <laughs> you guys. Actually, the Calabasas was, was the storage dude. facility near Dean's home. Okay. And Dean, what is he doing? I don't know. He's riding around on a motorcycle that's probably worth more. Dean looks like kind of a mess, actually. Dean is going to the welfare office riding a motorcycle that I think is worth while his estranged wife is spending $18,000 a month on a fancy property for her and the family. So what's going on here? We're not being told the entire truth is my point. Where is she getting the money? If she had to stay in a motel. Also, they did catch Dean, by the way, earlier this week. 
at the Calabasas Shopping Center in the Commons area right. with a beverage. And Mike, we tried to figure out where this cup was from. <laughs> okay. I got obsessed with this Calabasas. Like, I is thought maybe it, it was a Wiener, Wiener Schnitzel, schnitzel cup, mm. cup, but we looked at the Wiener Schnitzel cups. That's a fast food place. It's like hot dogs. Um, could not figure it out here. About the yellow sh- cup. Yeah, did you That's see? I'm it? looking at it right now. Yeah. I'm looking at this picture. So Calabasas shopping because that looks like a the food court cup, right? Mm-hmm. Is it the Commons at Calabasas? That's what it says. Okay, yeah. let's see what stores are in there. We got to. But figure it's this considered out. luxury. The Commons at Calabasas. I don't know why I'm so focused on what beverage he's drinking. But I need to do, you know, what we need to do as a show. First of all, we just need to take the show on the road and do like an L.A. show (laughs) because all we would do is go around and find like, where is Tori? So like when we see Tori Spelling, where is she at? When we see, you know, Megan and Harry, this is where they're at. We just need to basically troll celebrity neighborhoods. Yeah, I think so. So Let's make that happen. Let's get a budget for that. Let's just. okay. so these are the restaurants in Calabasas Shopping Center. Okay. Barnes and Noble Cafe. I don't think that's a Barnes and Noble. Barney's Gourmet Hamburgers. What does a Barney's Gourmet Hamburger look like? Uh, Barney's. I mean, it's very large. It looks like something in the picture that you can't fit in your mouth. Um, we've got Crossroads Kitchen, Calabasas, Crumble Cookies. What Fresh- was the one before Crumble? Crossroads Kitchen. Crossroads. It's probably not that either. And I can just click. It's not Crumble. It's not Crumble. Fresh Brothers Pizza. It's not going to be that. Jenny's Splendid Ice Creams. Wait, let me. Oh, Jenny's. That's, uh, you can buy those here. J-E-N-I. Yeah. Okay. Those are the ones that have like the, they had the Dolly Parton flavors, didn't they? Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> kicking under there. <laughs> Tori trying wow. to. Wow. Tori. Doing a property check. She's trying check. to pull up her jeans. Um, we have La La Land Kind Cafe. I doubt that's it. King's Fish House. Ooh, what's King's? It's probably that a looks like a lobster. That's a big restaurant. Uh, Marmalade Cafe. Pickups. You got hits. any fast food joints in there? Well, they all look fancy. It's not Seas Candies. Starbucks Sugarfish. I love sushi. a Seas candy. Got what? it. What'd you get? It's La La. It's Google La La, La, La Land Cafe. Oh, and I then don't have look to. At the, it's right here. And then look at their uh, drinks on the image search. Yeah. They all have yellow tops just like oh, that. It's it La is. La. It's La La Land Kind. We got it. Mike! Mike! I don't know why this means so much to me. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Yeah, because it's got Let's the little see. white. Oh, yeah, you it's got can the little buy red cover. Yep. Matcha. An iconic yellow. It's called the iconic yellow La La Land cup for crying outside. That's what it is. I'm going to buy one online. They also have a hat you can buy that says be bleeping kind they like to swear in la okay all right we got to the bottom of that mystery most important mystery you'll have solved today here on the adventures of bradley john when we come back it's spooky stew season we're talking stew or soup like what is 